All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. After four o'clock, sports fourteen forty. Man, I love it when we have someone on the show that uh, I don't know. Like, I, I try to research enough about their past without going too much because then I find I might ask too many scripted questions. But man, I really enjoyed that conversation with uh, Brody Clark. Learned a lot about uh, basketball in Poland and uh, in Germany, and you know so many other things. Uh, you know, injuries and all those different things. So. Uh, it was uh, really entertaining, and I really enjoyed that conversation. So uh, that's what I love about uh, Who Is It Wednesday. Go a little bit uh, more in-depth with guys, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed it as well. Uh, it is The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. I do know one thing, 100%. If you win the 649 tonight, you'll enjoy it because it's $34 million. Get your tickets at PlayAlberta.ca. $34 million. not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, let's go around the NHL now, brought to you by... McDonald's and uh, all of the uh, Edmonton area owners are uh, independent owners. Uh, people living right here in your city, in Leduc, in Spruce Grove, Sherwood Park. You name it, they give tons back to the community. And uh, that's why they like it. Live there. You want to spend there. McDonald's. Mike Rupp joins us from the NHL Network, uh, Stanley Cup champion, also uh, ace analyst for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Rupper, welcome to the show. Uh, we'll get to the uh, the on-ice hockey stuff in a second, but uh, obviously in, in the hockey uh, world today, it's impossible not to talk about uh, you know what's happening with some uh, some current players uh, taking leave of absence from their team and the, the London police, and you know you can connect the dots. It uh, looks like there'll be some players that uh, will be uh, facing some uh, some criminal charges here uh, in the near future. Something that's being written about and talked about a lot. There's a lot of research done. Katie Strang's done many great articles, and a few others. Dan Robson, others as well. That you know, it's, it's 
almost like five and a half years later since this happened. And uh, it's it finally seems like maybe they're they're getting closer to a conclusion and to exactly what occurred. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I, 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 I was going to say it's a dark day in hockey in regards to that stuff. But it, it, if you don't know, it could get darker. <laughs> I think we got a. Uh, this is something that's been looming over the sport, been looming over over the NHL, Hockey Canada for some time now, and and kind of, I guess for lack of a better way of putting it, it's finally come to a, a point where you're going to get some answers, right? And there's been a lot of speculation on a lot of different things, so I think this is that first step, and it's, a bad situation right and it's like you mentioned five and a half years ago and it seems like it's just been been out there floating surfacing once in a while and and uh so hopefully this is the first step in i guess trying to uh make sure that this the situation's uh accounted for and taken care of and i don't really know another way of putting it i mean we're still learning i guess what's going on but this is the first kind of real step outside of rumors and, and things that we thought. Um, so it's a weird, it's a weird day. It's a weird day, weird couple days where you're seeing these, you know, requests of stepping away from certain teams. And yeah, I mean, we'll see what ends up coming about with this, but it's, it's nasty. It's not a, a look anybody wants to have at all in life. And especially around the game of hockey. Yeah. And well, I think, you know, in society for anybody and it's, um, you know what? Uh, hopefully, uh, you know what? Uh, when it comes to light, what occurred, and uh, you know, it hopefully it can be used as a learning experience for a lot of people. Like you, you would hope that you would have learned not to do that prior. But uh, if anything, it uh, it can be used as a learning experience so it doesn't happen uh, in the future for other people. And uh, you know, there has to be a little bit of a change of mindset, and not just in hockey. I think it's a it's a much bigger issue in society if you look at all the numbers when it comes to sexual abuse and, and rape and everything for for kids and adults. It's awful. So. It's uh, it's an ugly topic that uh, you know usually in the sports world we like to avoid, but it's impossible to avoid it. I don't. I think it's unfair uh, to avoid it now. Um, so we talked about that, uh, Rupper. You look at things uh, on the ice. There's lots of uh, there's lots of good stories around the league for sure. There's lots of uh, you know kind of questions on teams, good or bad. Let's start with the, the New York Rangers, uh, one of the teams you played for right now. Like, what is going? I wa- I watched some of that game when I got home last night. Oh my goodness, man! Like they blew a two nothing lead to the worst team in the National Hockey League, and I know that you know in. In overtime, there was a, a lot of moving picks, <laughs> if you want to call it that, that were allowed. But, man, the Rangers have really hit the skids here. Their five-on-five play is brutal. Yeah, the, um, so it, it's tough. You know, I, I find that every team, even the good ones, go through some nasty stretches. So I, I think right now it's, is this a nasty stretch or is there some concern of who they are? They certainly have banked enough where there's not there's – not, there's not a concern of them making the playoffs, but it's just, I mean, we kind of deem them as being one of the, the best teams in, in the league and really have, have as good of a chance coming out of the Eastern conference as anybody. And I, I still feel that same way. I think they're built really well. I think what we've seen over this last stretch, and I think this has been something that we've seen over the last couple of seasons. Um, they, they've done some, some things much better this year than they have say last year. They still lack like this killer instinct, though, right? Like when when they're snapping the puck around, they could snap it around with the best of them, and they look like all world. And that power play gets going, gets clicking. 
I find that, you know, they play down to the teams they play against. But then also they have a very hard time with closing games out, closing teams out. And that can mean a hundred different things. Yep. But just having that killer instinct, it's, it's something that we say, well, what, is it, what exactly does that mean? Well, it could change on a nightly basis, right? Like just, uh, I don't know, just kind of finding a way to, to put teams out, right? And, and they struggle with that. And um, so I don't know what to make about it. I, I, I think that that's something that they're going to have to, to learn here. I think just as important as beating good teams is when good teams beat bad teams. You know what I mean? Like, when I mean, you got to take care of business. And they, not just last night, they've done it against other teams as well, right? Like, they have some pretty scary moments. They did, was it the playing against the Anaheim Ducks the other day? They, you know, they get, you get some goals late, but like, they, they let teams hang around. And that's a concern. And that's a concern if it's against bad teams, it's a concern against good teams. Like, you, you got to close games out. If there's one concern I have with this team is, they're a killer instinct, um, but we'll see how they how they get out of this, or if they're able to get out of it. Uh, we also, you know, we've seen some really good squads. I mean, the LA Kings, who were one of the top teams, I think, in the league for a while there, they they look like a shell of themselves right now. You can go; the Carolina Hurricanes looked pretty bad at, through some stretches, and they seem like they found their footing. So we'll see how the Rangers come out of it. Yeah, like it is the middle of the season and, you know, the season's not over at all. But uh, compared to how they started, they're just a little bit of a funk. And maybe it's a funk, but I'm I'm kind of surprised. Even when the, early in the year, like they were, their special teams were great. But their five-on-five plays kind of be meh. And I was wondering if you'd seen anything out. What do you make of Patrick Waugh on the island? Can, uh, can he help them enough to make the playoffs? And if so, uh, in what way? So I, I don't believe in that group i think they've really lost their way and i don't mean i don't believe I, as far as players I, I i said it probably on on your show before i i love a lot of their players i would take a lot of their players on my team any day of the week as a group forever way they've kind of lost their way in what what they are and what they do and kind of the the identity of how they're supposed to play on a nightly basis i don't know if you can if that can be patched up in time for the playoffs can they get in? Sure, they can get in. They're close enough. But I think a, a lot of this season, even their wins, they're, they're kind of smoke and mirrors in those wins, right? Like, they haven't outright controlled games pretty much all season long. I'd say last night's game that they end up losing to Vegas was one of their better games that they've played. They didn't get the results, but they were all over. Patrick Waugh brings passion. We know this. He's demanding that they play and close out plays, pressure all over the ice, and we've seen that through two games. Like, they're a different team. Is it the coaching bump? Is it a clean slate? Is it, you know, we're the next in line and <laughs> we can't use the coach excuse anymore? I mean, all those things would infuse some energy. Um, but he has them going and, and playing with more conviction, and, and I, I am a firm believer in just – Make your read and do it with conviction. If it's a if it's a bad read, you can always revisit that post game, off days. But it's important to have conviction in what your decisions are on the ice, because then at least your teammates can read off of you, right? And they're doing a better job of that. I don't know if it's enough, but when I look at the Eastern Conference, I'm not sure there's other teams that are really grabbing a whole grabbing the bull by the horns and being like, nope, this playoff spot's ours. Yeah. So. The Islanders are in the mix there. So we'll see what ends up happening. But they're certainly playing an aggressive brand of hockey under Patrick Waugh. And 
I think we kind of all expected that. Mike Rupp uh, joins us on Sports 1440, Orders Nation, uh, YouTube and Facebook. Uh, Rupper, uh, the Edmonton Orders, to, to, you know what, to, uh, to quote Shorzy, they might never lose again. They've, uh, they've won 14 in a row. Uh, you've got Chicago in 15. Nashville would be 16. Vegas, after the uh, All-Star game and bye week, would tie the record at 17. And then they could beat it against the Ducks. What do you think happens? Are the orders breaking the record? They tying the record? They coming up short? There's no reason for me to say that, they, that they're not going to do it. I mean, they haven't shown any signs. I, I don't believe it. Like, even, even last night's game against Columbus, like, it wasn't a hallmark game. It wasn't a game that you're, you know, it was phenomenal. But they just, they're finding ways. And I date it back to, and they might have a game like that again against Chicago, like they had against Chicago, what was that, a couple of weeks ago, where they probably didn't deserve to win that game. If there was a game that they that streak should have been probably snapped, it's that one. But they just like they're finding ways, and good teams do that. I think the one thing that's helping this team, and it's really in the grander scheme of things, because at the end of the day, like, yeah, record's great, but this team has bigger fish to fry than that, right? Like they want to win the Stanley Cup, totally. And through this through this stretch. I was digging on some of the numbers today. You guys may have talked about them already on your show. Uh, but I'm really impressed that through this stretch, the the guys leading the way 5 on 5 production is you got Fogel and McLeod. Okay? Like, that's – it's not just the Connor and Leon show. Like, there's more to this team. Stuart Skinner's number is unbelievable. Through this stretch, best penalty kill in the National Hockey League. You know, the power play would be something that people would say, oh, well – they're going to win 14 in a row because they got Connor Leon and a power play that's cooking at 40%. Not, they're 20%. Like, yeah. the power play's been, man, it's fine. It's not the Edmonton standard, but it's okay. But that's not why they're winning games. Like, you know, this is this is something like me. Through that stretch, too, Leon and Connor are playing the, the – they're still playing a lot of minutes. Don't get me wrong. But they're playing the least amount of time on ice that they have since 2017-18 season. Like so, this is this is like this team's got this team's more than what we think they are, and more than what people give them credit for. They're defending very well. I mean, there's so much to like what's going on there. I think this is going to continue, and if it doesn't, fine. I think this team's for real. Like this team is, and the fact of the matter too that they already had an eight gamer this year. Do you know how hard it is to win eight in a row, six in a row? Yeah. I mean, this is the National Hockey League, man. They already won eight in a row this year. Now they've done 14. Mm-hmm. There's something there. And uh, I've been just very, very impressed with them. Um, a lot of times when you see these streaks and we don't see them this high, bad habits creep in because you're just winning games, you're in a groove, and then you have some bad habits. And a lot of times coming out of streaks, then you, you almost negate that streak and you lose four out of five or so. I don't really see that happening here because I don't know if they're – they're letting bad habits creep in. Like they're having, they're winning other ways. It's not pretty all the time. Those are all good signs. And uh, yeah, I, I think that they can beat this record. Uh, but bigger picture, I think this is the team to beat for the Stanley Cup right now. Mike Rupp uh, joined us. And I like what you said, Rupper. You know, it's a good sign that you can win different ways. Uh, last night, Stuart Skinner had to keep men in the third, in the first two periods. And then they, they took over in the third period. Uh, other games, Stuart Skinner, uh, he joked the one game. He's like, man, I was sitting back there. I didn't have much work to do. Right. And then, but then you got to stay focused when you do get a little bit barrage. And, uh, they've had, they've won 14 games. 10 different skaters have a game winning goal, uh, in, in this streak. Connor McDavid in the, uh, in the last, 
eight games doesn't have a multi-point game rupper. That ties his career high going yeah. back to his rookie season, right? Like they haven't, and they haven't relied on him at all, really. Like he scores a point. You're like, okay, gets a point. That's good. He's a really good player. Don't get me wrong. But there's lots of guys who can be, you know, point of game players for eight games, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, to yeah. me, that's what's impressive is that their offense is coming from lots of other areas, just not 97 and then 29. No, and, and, and this is the one of the most, I want to say this, the most alarming things in a positive way. Because a lot of times when you say that, it's, it's a negative connotation, right? Um, correct me if I'm wrong on these numbers, but Connor McDavid, what do you have, 63 goals last year? 64. Yeah, 64, sorry. So 64 goals last season. And he's on pace for between 35 and 40. That is the most non-talked-about thing in the National Hockey League right now. And, and I'm not saying this is a... <laughs> detriment to him he's been all world we know this mm-hmm. he's Connor mcdavid like i my point is if you were to say coming into this season that connor was going to go from 64 and let's say i mean he surely can get hot and get north of 50 still like that's what this guy does yeah but if you were to say that he scored 64 last year and that connor was going to get maybe 40 mm-hmm. you'd be like they're dead yeah. this seems done what no they're they're going to set an nhl record like, that to me is another layer of how impressive it is. It's not just the Connor and Leon show. Um, I don't know what's happened there. I'm not inside that room. I don't know what Chris Knobloch has done in company. I do, and I saw how, you know, Paul Coffey has the D all sitting together in the locker room. He's trying to create this bond of, you know, the way, you know they're invested. Like, they, this group, the depth players from 1 through 12 forwards and – whatever, if you want to go eight defensemen deep, they've got equity in this. That's so big. Yeah. And I know because I was one of those depth guys. And when you don't feel like you have equity, you don't feel like you're valued, you go through the motion. You're waiting for someone else to do something. It don't feel like that's the case there. It's a special thing going. I don't know what happened inside that room, but there's guys that believe they can be difference makers outside of 97 and 29. That's fun to watch. Uh, it is, uh, you know what? It's it's very it's unique because let's be honest. For that's it's not it's not even an unfair criticism. That's kind of being who the orders were the last few years. They'd have string stretches of other guys showing up, but really at the end of the day, it was like they'll go as far as McDavid and Drysaddle take him. And I I still think there'll be games where Drysaddle and McDavid take over, and they might need him in the playoffs to win a series, no question. But at least they're showing that it doesn't always have to be. Uh, that way. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks and the Winnipeg Jets rubber. Like right now, the three hottest teams in the NHL the last 30 games are all residing in Canada. And Canadian fans are probably like, oh my God, wouldn't it be nice to end the 31 year drought? Um, Jets, Canucks, Oilers, how active do you think? And is there one of those teams you think has any major hole to address at the, before the deadline? Oh man. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't really think there's major holes to address with Vancouver and Edmonton. I, I still think, um, my opinion on Stuart Skinner, he's the guy. He should be the guy. I, I believe that he can be the guy. I still think you take an insurance policy in that and get somebody else there, but it's still for me, Stuart Skinner. And, uh, so maybe that'd be the only tweak I'm, I'm thinking and, and maybe some depth pieces in other positions, but, Nothing crazy, nothing big. Um, I think Vancouver's built very well. I mean, they might have the best third line in hockey. Um, but Winnipeg, Winnipeg's a really interesting spot because this is a team that, you know, they made moves last year. They went and got Nemestikov. They got Nino Niederreiter. 
And that, that was like a gut shot of their lineup that really helped out. And it's helping out now. And then we know all the other moves with Pierre-Luc Dubois going out and, and the guys, whether, you know, Velarde and Ayafalo coming in, Shifley and Hellebuck signing in, all, all that stuff. Um, when you look at their roster, you think they need a center iceman. And I know there's been talks, and the, the, the most interesting team to follow down the stretch here, I think, is the Calgary Flames. Because there's guys there that we know are on expiring contracts. They're in a tough spot. Like, they got to move these guys. And they might be in a playoff spot and have to move guys. And Elias Lindholm's names come up. And this is the only thing that I think you got to be very, if you're Kevin Day off in Winnipeg, if you go out and let's just play a game where they were interested in Elias Lindholm, do you want to disrupt what's going on with that group with a guy? Like, if you're going to add to center ice, I think you add to your bottom six center ice and you slot guys up. If you, it just doesn't work that way always. Like, I remember, um, you know, there was times where I think back to the Pittsburgh Penguins because I was working for that team. And remember when they went out and got Derek Broussard? Yeah. And it was like, look at the center ice. And this is when Derek Broussard was coming off of, like, hot Derek Broussard from the New York and Ottawa days. They get Derek Broussard, and it's like, look what we got down the middle now. We got Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Derek Broussard. And on the surface, that sounds amazing. But Derek Broussard was playing top six minutes in all situations in Ottawa. Then he comes to Pittsburgh, and he couldn't find his footing. And so I'm like, do you really want to disrupt with getting a a center iceman with a lot of minutes, and and he has to play in those situations? Like, they've got a good thing. I, I think it's a delicate situation in Winnipeg. I think they're the team that probably needs to do something, but I just think you got to be very careful on what that something is. Rupper, great stuff. Oh, hey, um, the, where are you on the metallic blue helmets of the Canucks? Have you seen them? Uh, I, I love them. I love any yes. kind of different helmets. In the, yeah, I love them. I love, the, I love the matte helmets in the league. I'm a big fan of the L.A. Kings shiny silvers i like the golden knights gold ones i I love anything different wearing on that on the head i think it's always a a good thing buddy i'd be all over i was saying uh uh, order should get a metallic orange one uh you you could have uh dallas with a green one well there's lots of options i think honestly there's so so many good things you could do yes yeah let's go let's do it i'm all over rupper i know you got good taste just like your hairstyle i like it uh have a good one rupper we'll (laughs) chat with you next week Awesome. Thanks, Greg. There you go. That's uh, Mike Rupp from the NHL Network, uh, 420. We're a little bit late, so we'll catch up uh, when we return on the Jason Greger Show. Sports 1440 presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Welcome back. Fast-paced Wednesday afternoon on the Greger Show on Sports 1440. How you doing? Orders are off today, in case you're wondering. We got a lot of texts coming in. The guys, uh, doesn't, does Rupper work on uh, ESPN? Maybe I uh, should get him and P.K. Subban on. They seem to see the game a little bit differently from uh, Dallas. <laughs> Well, I think one guy might be watching the game a little bit more. That might be the difference, right? Um, I think you you can you can tell when when you're a national, and I've talked to guys who've done it, and I do it on the rundown with Frank. Um, if I'm going to discuss a team or a topic, I make sure I do my research beforehand. Now, it doesn't mean you're always going to get 100 percent right, but to make claims that are so grossly misleading, it just it. You know, ruins your capability. Now, if you have an opinion where you say, hey, I like this player better than this player, and you can back it up, and guess what? You can find some stat that will say player A is better than player B, and they're close. Well, that's fine. But when you make a claim that, well, you know what? Uh, 
I had the orders. I had high expectations and, you know, uh, the, you got to have habits and you need habits. And I'm just like, yet you say that. And then you say, well, the orders are just relying. They're not, they're too easy to. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Play against defensively and the Relina McDavid and Drysaddle. Except everything that has happened now for 30 games, it's not just the winning streak, it's 30 games will tell you that the orders are not easy to play against. They've given up the second fewest high danger chances, third fewest shots. And they might even be up to three now. I've got to look for uh, goals against because it was close. McDavid, in this winning streak of 14 games, only has three games where he's had two points or more. Now, the game against Philly, he was great. He had five points, dominant performance. All right, Drysaddle had the one four-point game against Seattle. Which other games have you looked and said, wow, good thing they had McDavid or Drysdale, they would have lost. And that's not a knock on them. It's just illustrating you've won 14 games. You have 10 different players with a a game-winning goal. Never mind goals, game-winning goal. You have seven players. And if you want to count Dylan Holloway, because he's only played two games, but he's still a point-of-game player in his two games. right? They got seven guys point-of-game player. You have Fogel and McLeod leading their team in five-on-five scoring during this stretch. How can anybody make a claim? Because right, the best advice you ever got was, an opinion is only valid to the point you can back it up. So I'd love to get P.K. Subban on the show. Wouldn't come on. Back up your claim that the orders are easy to play against defensively. Show me. Now, are you going to talk about the first 12 games? Great. But that's an irrelevant part of the conversation today. Why would you do that? Why would you take 12 games from three months ago and value those more than the recent games? doesn't make any sense to me. Right? You, you wouldn't do that if you're valuing any other, wow, geez, in anything else. So why would you do that? doesn't make any sense to me. I guess if your argument is, well, they're capable of doing it because they've done it once before. Sure. But uh, the coach that's here now wasn't there then. Neither was their defense coach. There's been a clear change in philosophy on the blue line. It's obvious to anybody who watches the games. Paul Coffey really staunchly encourages his defenseman to make plays. He doesn't accept just off the boards and out. And the best example, and we've talked about it lots, is Vincent DeHarnay. 
Look at how many more passes he completes. Look at how many more shots on goal he has, especially lately. And you'll and it's, it's he doesn't just get the puck at the blue line now in the offensive zone and just dump it into the corner. He looks to make a play, and it makes a huge difference. His confidence, the team's ability to have the puck more, and that's and that's just your number six defenseman, right? So it goes up and down the line. Now, just because you make a or try to make plays doesn't mean that every play you make will be successful. But he wants you to make plays. And the orders have played very well. I I don't know if if I can say there this I don't think there's a Stanley Cup favorite right now in the league. Honestly, I don't think there is. Because you can go down and you look at Colorado and say they gave up a lot. Do they do they have enough depth now? It's funny because when they won the cup, they had more depth than they could ever imagine. But their depth has been diminished significantly since they won the cup in twenty twenty two. That's just kind of how it goes in, in you know, and if they were able to keep that team together, they'd be a juggernaut. But in the salary cap world, it's hard to do. Guys get priced out. Nazem Kadri, Burakovsky. Right? That's just a few of them. So you look at Boston, really good team. Some people wonder, do they have the top-end centers to match up in a seven-game series against Barkov, for instance, in Florida? Right? Or Point, Stamkos, in Tampa Bay. Right? Like when you get into a seven game series, matchups matter way more than in an 82 game series, 82 game season, excuse me. Right? The Edmonton orders. People are concerned, well, what about their backup goalie? Okay. But their backup goalie only matters. And, and here's the thing if, if your starter falters that much, I'm not sure it matters. Because you could say that. What about, what about Vancouver? What if Demko falters? What if Hellebuck falters? Now, Bersois had good numbers as a backup. But look at his numbers last year in the playoffs. Like you don't, to me, if, if your concern is the backup, it's you're worried about an injury. You're not worried about performance as much as you are injury. Like why would you believe because Stuart Skinner as a rookie wasn't great his first time through the playoffs? I, like I have very little concern about that, to be honest, because I just look at the history of how many players in the league were in the same boat. And order fans should remember it very crisply. Jordan Eberle, get rid of him. He's soft. You can never win that. He'll never help you in the playoffs. Well, then he goes to New York, uh, plays in their top lines, and was a very consistent contributor for them getting the conference final two years in a row. Now, he's not a driver. He's not a difference maker, but he more than showed up and was a very good performer in the postseason for them. That's just a fact, right? He wasn't great his first time in, but go look at Connor McDavid's first year in the playoffs. Second year in the league. Not a rookie. Look at his first playoffs compared to his last few playoffs. It's night and day. So I, I don't know why there's so much, while well, Skinner was bad once, that automatically means he can't be good again. Because I can show you numbers of even goalies. The crazy thing about the playoffs is it can be a small sample size. Even two rounds is a small sample size in the grand scheme of things. That if for a variety of reasons, you know what? Lose confidence at that time, whatever. Lots of guys can have a bad playoffs and rebound. Some guys, go look at Pavel Datsuk's first few years in the postseason and then look at his last 10 years in the playoffs. Night and day. So it happens. But if every team has some concerns. But I, I think the Oilers are without question a legit Stanley Cup contender with most people had them at the start of the season. I don't think there was one Oiler fan at the start of the year who was like, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Everybody thought they'd make the playoffs. Most people thought they would finish first or second in the division. And they're right there. It's going to be hard to catch Vancouver. 
right? They're probably going to be battling Vegas for second place, which is awesome. Right? You want to, you, they got something to play for. There's just like they did last year down the stretch. They had lots to play for, right? They were trying to catch Vegas. They got close, but they ultimately didn't get there. And I would still argue that that's why home ice advantage matters. Even if it's only for one round, you want to get it. It makes a big difference. Who had it in game seven against the Kings? It helps. No question in my mind. And the orders, you know, Vegas is, you know what? Uh, they have, what are they? I think six, three and one their last 10. I think they're like four, oh, and one in their last five. You know, they're starting to, to play well again. Uh, the orders, uh, five games in hand, seven back. So you don't have to win every game. Go three, one, and one, and then you're tied. And they would have the tiebreaker because they have more regulation wins, and then away you go. So they're in it. And for Edmonton, it's it so much as trying to get more teams in the rearview mirror. Because at some point, even though right now it doesn't seem possible, but at some point it uh, it looks like, you know, the orders are, are going to create some – they're going to lose a game or two at some point here. I know it doesn't seem likely now. I don't know when. I, I don't. I'll say this. It's not going to be tomorrow, right? Can mark that one down, Collins. It's going to. Uh, it's going to be tomorrow. So, we'll see. Hey, Gregor McDavid. This year is like Eisman in '97, trading offense, become a more complete player. Uh, yeah, see, I totally, I totally disagree with that analogy on uh, Con McDavid. Go look at the scoring chances McDavid's had. Uh, they're just not going in. Is, is McDavid and the whole team better defensively? Yeah, sure. I think. I think they have better players. Overall, uh, the difference was Steve Eiserman. What was 1987? Um, I don't know. Uh, well, he had more points. He had what 85 points that year. They also go look at the team they had Fedorov, Lidstrom. I think Shanahan was there. And it also was, I think, his 15th season in the league. Do you think maybe his offense went down because it was his 15th season in the league, not him just being way more committed. Honestly, I think it's the biggest myth that's projected in, in the sporting world. Right? They had uh, they had lots of good players in that Detroit team. Shanahan, Iserman, Fedorov, Lindstrom, Larionov. All Hall of Famers. That's their top five scores. Then they had uh, Fatisov on the back end. Larry Murphy, Hall of Famer. I think they had seven or eight Hall of Famers on those teams. I think that played as much of a part. I, I honestly, I think Connor McDavid had good defensive numbers last year. The thing is, if you actually look at the chances that they have created this year, it's actually stunning McDavid doesn't have way more points based on the amount of chances they've created. It's actually created more chances this year. So I, I don't think it's a, necessarily a focus on less offense. Is he a little bit better defensively? Sure. That's maturity. Right. But I don't think it's because he's sacrificing offense. It's funny enough, they're just not finishing. It's kind of crazy. We'll come back with uh, five questions and more. 833 401 1440. Hey, Greg, the Jordan Everly trade was fine. It was the next trade that was brutal. Yeah, Dallas, my point wasn't about trading Jordan Everly. My point was people said we had to trade him because he was never going to help in the postseason because of one year in the postseason, his first year in the playoffs. And it didn't go as well as he would have liked. Just like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, right? Like, look at Nugent Hopkins' first year in the playoffs. It didn't go very well. Look at the last few years for him. It's gone exceptionally well. Like, guys can get better after, uh, you know, kind of that first time in the playoffs. It can be hard. We'll take a quick break and come back with five questions on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Holy cow. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this Connor Halley singing live in studio? It might be uh, breaking news for the con man. 
Cons, I'll let you do it because you're so giddy. He was fist pumping during the commercial break. We got him. We got him, Gregor. The Chargers looks like officially hiring Jim Harbaugh to be their next head coach. So they didn't fumble it. We thought they would. They found a way to get it done. And for the first time since hiring Marty Schottenheimer, they bring in a legit head football coach. Not some coordinator, a real football coach. So I'm uh, pretty excited right now. Who do you think he'll bring in his staff, though? From what I've read... Like, who's going to be the O.C.? Oh, OC. Oh, oh, I mean, Kellen Moore might stick around. Okay. I've heard he's got a DC he had in Michigan that he likes. And then this might be nepotism, but his son was the special teams coordinator with the Wolverines. So there might be some uh, Harbaugh roots following him. Uh, the Chargers also have a very good special teams coordinator who they did prevent from talking to other teams earlier this offseason. So maybe there's some conditions where he's going to stick around. But uh, I think for the defensive side of the ball, he'll bring in his guy from Michigan. Who actually took over as the head coach when Harbaugh was suspended for allegedly cheating? Are you trying to defend him now? <laughs> Is that what? <laughs> Don't be that guy. Oh, now that he's on my team, everything's good. That's the worst. Fine, he cheated. Yes, just but he also it. won a natty. So yeah, uh, sure. But just to say, hey, you know what? I don't care. My team hired a cheater. Oh yeah. Okay, absolutely. just to be honest with it. Say you don't care that they hired a cheater, but don't try to downplay and say <laughs> allegedly cheated. He cheated. He and Bill. He and Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good uh, coach, though. Well, uh, the Charters might have just uh, punched their ticket on never winning. So, just <laughs> it's say possible. That. Say I mean, that right they now. were never winning anyways. So. Mm, well, never know. So. Well, uh, we'll see. I'll have high expectations. I'm curious what his contract's going to be. And uh, so, well, there you go. He was definitely a, one of the strong candidates out there. Like, I, hey. One, him cheating, it's just, I'm like, why? Why'd you do it? That's like, I don't think it was needed, right? It was like Barry Bonds. Why'd you take steroids, dude? You were like one of the best players ever. You didn't need it. That's what makes it frustrating. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he obviously, great recruiter, built a strong team, has a great program there. It, it was a little weird. Now, his his quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, says everyone cheats. But I'm not going to defend it, Gregor. It, like, it happened. That's oh, everyone. That's what cheaters say he when they the, get caught. He did the crime. He did the time. Everyone cheats, <laughs> right? So, but imagine that works. You cheat on your wife. Well, you know, honey, everybody cheats. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's that's really going to help you out. Really going to help you out. <laughs> Let's get to uh, five questions now. Brought to you by. The Brick, where you can uh, save up to $1,700 off right now. And for, hey, Tom Gazzola told me, just went to The Brick, bought a new couch, needed one. Uh, it's not even Italian. So, because he knows he wants better quality. That's what you get at The Brick and TheBrick.com. It's time for five questions on The Jason Greger Show. All right, Gregor, question number one. On a scale of one to ten, I'm just going to say that this came up on Fantasy Frenzy. A lot of people are talking about it, so I want to get your opinion. On a scale of one to ten, what do you think the level of urgency is for the Oilers to look for a goalie to potentially acquire behind Stuart Skinner, uh, just with the way Jack Campbell, and we, from what we see from Cal Pickard so far? Well, for me, I don't put it that high. Others will. I don't. Uh, I look at who's available and what the cost is going to be. I, I put it at... At like a three, right? Obviously, it becomes higher if Stuart Skinner gets injured. But if 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 you could, if you had to make every trade, well, then the order should go get another top six center. Because what if McDavid or Drysaddle get hurt, right? So I don't know. I don't. I don't really. Uh, 
Um, I don't focus on that so much because you can't predict injuries and you just hope that they don't happen. But uh, I'll put it at like a three. Honestly, I think uh, I think Stuart Skinner is a young goalie. As long as they the, the strategy is right there. You start him in 22 to 24 games after the break, which means he ends up playing 50 or starting 55 to 57 games. And the great news is he only has to play four games in the last 14 days of the season because they have so many back to backs. So he should be rested. I'm with you. I mean, I don't have that urgency too high. Uh, we were kind of talking which position group could use it. Forwards, you get Corey Perry, you get Dylan Holloway back, you're good there. Goaltending's been good. I mean, you can't be too upset about what you've had. Sure, if there's a, a move to be made where you can prove it, I'm sure Ken Holland will take a look. But, yeah, I'm like, you've got it uh, four, five tops for me personally. And question number two for you. The uh, CHL top prospect game tonight should be a lot of fun. Any player you're particularly intrigued by in this one? Um, that's a good question, Cons. Um, yeah, the uh, I'm gonna go with a guy who's I saw him one time this year, Cons and uh, Caden uh, Lundstrom for the uh, Medicine Hat Tigers. This guy is an absolute force. I think they have him ranked seventh overall. I won't be surprised if he goes higher. He is just, he's a man child. He is, he's got, he's a, you don't see a lot of power forwards. He's big. He can skate. He's mean. Ah, I like him a lot. I had that name down actually. 27 goals, 32 games played. He's 6'4, 215. And he can fly. He's a beast. And he's mean. I want to see him and uh, TJ Ginla as well. Uh, obviously, the bloodlines are strong there with Jerome's son. I uh, want to see what he can do as well going up against the top condition, uh, some of the top prospects out there. 40 games played, 55 points. He's had a great season for the Kelowna Rockets. Question number three for you. Uh, NFL Conference Championship predictions. Who do you have meeting in the Super Bowl on Feb, whatever it might be? So it's really hard. Like, I'll, like the teams I want, like I'd really love to see Detroit there. Not that I have anything against 49ers. It would just be, it's kind of like the great underdog story. But So I do think the 49ers are going to win. And I, th- I think the home teams are going to win, but I actually want both of the road teams to win. Does that make any sense? It does. Yeah. It does. I, I'm not counting out the Lions. And, I mean, I think for the Niners, Debo Samuel is going to be a big X factor. thought when he left that game, the Niners' offense wasn't quite what we had expected. I, I'm going to say the Chiefs, I hate to say it, I'm, I've said it since the start of the playoffs, I think they can beat any team. I'll be hoping for the Ravens, and I'll I'll go with the Niners. I'll say the Niners and Chiefs meet in the Super Bowl. Uh, question number four, Gregor, what do you think of the Doc Rivers hire for the Milwaukee Bucks? And I'm sure we'll talk to Paul Sir about this in 40 minutes or so. Well, I was a little surprised. Like, a rookie coach, there are 30 wins and 13 losses, and he gets fired. And they're like, ah, they're not playing great defense. I'm like, okay, but it's f- there has to be something else going on here. Um, so, I don't know, Doc, what has Doc Rivers ever won? One championship, right? But when you look at that championships, how many years ago? Oh uh, seven, oh eight. Yeah. So what Wait. has he what has he done in the last? It's like when Mike Babcock won. And then I'm like, yeah, what has he done since? How look at the good teams he's had. What has he done? So yeah, I'm not I'm not enamored by it to be honest. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, and then that Boston team had three future Hall of Famers with KG Pierce and uh, oh, why am I forgetting his name? 
Allen, Ray Allen. Yeah. Great team. I think that like Rondo was playing very well at that point in his career as well. He, I think that Doc Rivers is a fine coach, but I don't know if he's the guy to get you over the hump. He's lost in the conference semifinals the last four years. Before that, lost in the first round, then missed the playoffs. It's a it's a name that has some rec- some recognition to it, but I don't know if it's going to be the best one for the Milwaukee Bucks. Final question for you today. Neil Diamond turns 83. His hit Sweet Caroline is played at sporting events all over the world. Uh, when it comes to songs that you're going to hear at sporting events, uh, is there any that are your favorite? You know, top the chart for you. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to say when someone loses, na 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 na. Na 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 na, hey hey hey, goodbye. Classic. I love when they they rub the salt in the wounds of the opponent like that. Also, I have the tiger. Classic song. Yes, it is played lots. Um, I like "We Will Rock You" by Queen, and uh, "Enter Sandman" by Metallica. Classic tunes, man. It's awesome. So there's lots of good ones. I'd be curious uh, is. Uh, I know which ones I don't like. Uh, that's why, you know, you try to avoid a Flames game at all at all possibilities in Calgary because they still play the song that we won't repeat on the show because it's that annoying. So, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. Where did she come from? Where did she go? Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's... I think that's some of the terrible lyrics okay. in, the, in the song. <laughs> yeah, it is. Very much so. Hey, Greg, are you a Swifty? Um... Like, do I like Taylor Swift? She has some pretty good songs. I don't. I don't. I, I wouldn't call myself a Swifty. No, I've never been to a concert. I've never bought an album. I've never downloaded one of her songs. So I guess I wouldn't classify as a Swifty. But she has some songs that uh, uh, that I've listened to. I'm like, yeah, I can see why she's very popular. No question about it. But no, I don't. Um, on the th- on the three playlists that I've made, I actually do think there. No, there is one song. Um, you need to calm down. Yeah, there, that's just because the intro makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> you're taking it's like seven a.m. and you're taking shots at me like it's Patron. Oh God, that just the line makes me laugh. I think it's classic because it's true. So yeah, but I don't know if, if that makes me a Swifty. Then I guess sure. I don't know, but I don't. I don't think I classify as the uh, like the diehards, right? Because hey, her fans are really loyal. I'll say that they uh, um, they will the people that are, are anti Taylor Swift. Uh, they go like her her fan club, and not even know fan club. That might be that might be loosely based on that. They're they're very protective of uh, of Taylor Swift. I mean, many of them are now suddenly football fans. That's that's when you can tell the power of, and that's why I don't understand. Like, so Taylor Swift has just become a fan of football, and people are upset about it. I don't really get it. <laughs> like, why? It doesn't mean you have to like her music. She just now might like something that you like. Who cares? Why is that a negative? I don't get it. Let's get to the uh, comment. Sports 1440 update brought to you by our good friends at Booster Juice. Right, actually, right below us here at uh, West Edmonton Mall is one of their locations, but uh, you can stop in uh, any of their locations. You want to refresh, recharge, refuel, one of their uh, great smoothies. Get it now. Download the uh, rewards app and start saving at Booster Juice. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.